0: Good afternoon everyone, and welcome to this week's Chronicle Weekly Report. I'm Brendan Sampson. And
1: I'm Matthew Jeronsek, and here's what's in the news for Wednesday, October 28th.
0: This election cycle, America has had a record number of mail-in ballots, and Hamden's no different. During the 2016 election, Hamden received a little over 2,000 mail-in ballots. This year, the number is five times that. With November 3rd only a few days away, it'll be interesting to see how the increase in absentee ballots pans out.
1: After being silent for more than a year, Quinnipiac's WQUNAM radio station has been sold to Vertical Bridge and Clark Media. The decision was a tough pill for the Quinnipiac community to swallow, as the radio station helped propel student careers in radio broadcasting for 25 years. But WQAQ general manager Andrew White says the station was used constantly, especially due to COVID-19 and questions why
0: this decision was made. Professors from the College of Arts and Sciences, the School of Communications, and the Provost are joining the fight against gender-based violence. Provost Deborah Leibowitz says that communities need to raise awareness in order to promote a change in behavior. Through their collective years studying and researching, these professors and staff members hope to challenge our current way of thinking.
1: Professor of Game Design and Development Gregory Garvey and Yale University's Veronica Weser have developed a virtual reality game called Ad Tracker Media Literacy to combat harmful nicotine ads. Epic Games awarded Garvey and Weser a $25,000 grant for their game. The game is mainly meant for educational and research purposes, as it lets players look at jewel ads in the lies told through an objective lens.
0: In Arts and Life, last week, the Quinnipiac community heard Peter Jordan's story. He came to college hoping to meet new friends and fully express himself. Instead, he was harassed and hazed for being who he is. Jordan's story isn't the only experience of being LGBTQ at Quinnipiac, though. Arts and Life editor Emily DeSalvo talks to four other students who give their own stories and hopes to bring light to a tragic reality.
1: Quinnipiac's Fourth Wall Student Theater is continuing their amazing performances with the play 4AM. The production adapts Jonathan Dorff's original play into a live virtual performance on YouTube for anyone to watch anywhere. Every step of the play had to be changed to follow health guidelines, but that didn't stop the cast and crew from giving it their best.
0: After all, the show must go on. In the second installment of the Chronicle's Book of the Week, Arts and Life editor Emily DeSavo writes about the violence inside us. The book is written by Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy and is a journey through his career in politics and his quest to stop gun violence.
1: Want to know what it is like to be a first-year college student at Quinnipiac? Writer Lexi Pepe gives her account of this experience, including on-campus events and unique ways for students to connect during these unprecedented times.
0: In sports, this week's senior spotlight covers Lauren Triglione, a forward for the women's soccer team. Throughout her time at Quinnipiac, Triglione's career has been hit by plenty of illnesses and injuries, but that hasn't stopped her from competing. Sports editor Riley Millette spoke with Triglione about her career at Quinnipiac and an outlook for a possible spring season and beyond.
1: Melissa Samskiewicz ended her Quinnipiac career with numerous accolades and accomplishments that not many can say they did. She now passes the torch to her younger sister Madison, who has some big shoes to fill. Writer Jordan Wolf sat down with Melissa and women's ice hockey coach Cassandra Turner to discuss what Madison brings to the team.
0: In this year's NHL draft, Quinnipiac first year forward Ty Smolanick became the highest drafted Quinnipiac player with the 74th pick to the Florida Panthers. Associate sports editor Peter Pekarski gives a brief history of how Smolanic evolved into the player he is now and whether he and the men's ice hockey head coach Rand Pecknold agree on where he's drafted.
1: In opinion, Like students, Chartwell's employees are just as important in protecting the Bobcat bubble. However, with an employee recently testing positive, this is not only troublesome to students, but to the employees who risk infection. Associate Arts and Life editor Ashley Pelletier addresses how Chartwell's needs to be more transparent with its operations and outlines how the university can prevent the spread of COVID-19 in the case that an event like this happens again.
0: In July, it was announced that the WNBA is dedicating the 2020 season to social justice. While this is a big step in the right direction, the league was already playing an important role in the cause. This week, on page 5, contributing writer Keith Savage dives into all the work that the WNBA has done and their plans moving forward.
1: With the most recent incident of homophobia at QU, President in sent out an email that left members of the community unsatisfied, wanting more action. Writer Lindsay Downey went into detail about the obstacles LGBTQ students face and how the university needs to address the problems at hand.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's Chronicle Weekly Report. I'm Brendan Sampson.
1: And I'm Matthew Dronsick. Don't forget to pick up this week's paper or check out our website, quchronicle.com. Also, stay tuned for a special edition of Conversations this weekend. And finally, don't forget to listen next Wednesday for more stories.